Here's something that I learned yesterday. What? Yesterday, I learned that meats back on the menu, boys, is from Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, huh, okay. It's an, it's an orc. It's an orc that says, meats back on the menu, boys. Wait, but I only know that from Lord of the Rings. Is that well, from something else now? I mean, I just know it from internet. Uh, yeah, from the from, from I, the memes. I guess I need to catch up on my memes. I only knew it from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Is it actually I in the book? I just know it as a... <laughs> that would I be no so idea. sick. <laughs> Imagine, Tolkien. yeah, Tolkien writing meets, yeah. meets back on the menu, boys. Yeah, I but feel like, like that was more of a Peter Jackson <laughs> than, a, than a Tolkien, but... It I could be wrong. You and knew then, you bought it from him. Yeah. You oh should, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. should have figured that much out. Well, and then when I got the shirt, I opened it up and I was like, "This looks suspiciously like a punk record cover." Right. And I looked it up, and lo and behold, it's a really good punk record that I have had never heard of before. You didn't so that's think cool. to go like to Discogs? Bought... <laughs> well, I just I was like, "Oh, this is a shirt that says no trend, too many humans." That's just a cool shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is rotting your brain, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a cool way of finding out about music. Is it actually is. Shirt first. Yeah, it is. Like, I'm repping this shirt before knowing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that kind of thing happened in, like, high school, though. It's like, very contemporary. Yeah, but even probably, like, people would buy, like, I don't know, Sublime t-shirts and not know what the fuck. Right. Yeah, it's like it's like when we you, should all when, we should all be so lucky. It's like when you read the novelization of of the Jurassic Park film before you read the book. You mean, oh right? <laughs> Sorry that whoa that like that did my head in a little. <laughs> <laughs> that like short circuited my brain yeah, for a yeah, little bit. Something there that just didn't. Well, uh, welcome to Basecamp Beta number number. It's been, don't a, been a long time. Seventeen. Has anything happened since we last recorded? No. Construction time again. Still construction time, apparently. Oh, nothing's happened since March. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Uh, should we just get right to brass tacks? Um, Let's introduce already... ourselves. Oh, yeah. I'm Chris. I'm the other Chris. I'm Sean. I'm Katie. It's the original crew. And uh, first item on the menu is... Uh, RA in Boiler Room getting a million dollars. Wow. No comment. Well, no, Sean, the whole point of the podcast is to comment. That's a lot of money. <laughs> um, they're a business getting a bunch of money. And right. that's the issue. Right. I mean, it's just kind of... The, the, they're the getting a bailout? Is, is that it? Well, I mean, you could see it. I mean, that's a definitely like one useful way to see it. It's like, of course, like 
something like RA is getting bailed out as opposed to the musicians, right? I mean, this is 2008 all over again. Right. Um, the other way of seeing it is, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, what does that say about, I mean, this is all happening just to contextualize in the UK in done by the Tory government under Boris Johnson. So not like we should expect anything decent here. Right. Um, right. So, so, so even in the best case scenario, we get zero. <laughs> yeah. So to the extent that like, this is, I guess, to be expected from them, like, yeah, it's to be expected from them. Um, but still like, I think it's worthy of saying that this is fucking bad. Um, and like, not the right thing to do right is doing a lot of work in that sense i mean yeah. it's not it, it doesn't do anything to help the situation other I mean, than help sorry these are two organizations that are extremely well organized already decently capitalized and have the the logistical and kind of organizational wherewithal to apply for grants like this so on that front, it doesn't surprise me. They can hire true. someone to apply for the grant that they're after. Right. 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 Yeah. But that, like, that could be I like a salaried position. Yeah. <laughs> grant writer. Yeah. No, I mean, for, that's yeah. The, thing, sure. the electronic music industry. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think a lot of the outrage comes from people being like, "Well, why are these ostensible middlemen getting all this money? Why isn't it going to?" Music venues, or some of artists, it. Some of it did. Some of it did go to you know kind of more reputable sources, right? Like I can't remember. I, I, I looked at the full list of the uh, of the you know the kind of beneficiaries, and uh, yeah, I mean there were like you know opera houses and shit or whatever that got it, you know. So sure, yeah. This, this didn't all go to like um, whatever, you know. Uh, but was this grant widely publicized? There's a reason why an organization like Red or not. Red Bull, resident advisor. Um, Red Bull got all the money again. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> resident advisor, it's all the same. Resident thing Bull. We did a whole episode shitting on Red Bull. And still <laughs> didn't do anything. Resident advisor, like there's a reason that only organizations like Resident Advisor would know about a grant like this. They have someone right, researching right. these things. Right. Is, or is that the directly issue or whatever? I mean, yeah, of course. Um, and I imagine, I mean, I, I don't, I'm speaking from a place of essentially complete ignorance here because I don't know how these grants work or what as the process was. But my, my educated guess is that they were unavailable to individuals. So I'm sure individual yeah. artists were not able to apply for them. Um, and there was probably X, Y, and Z hurdles slash like proof of how we're going to spend this. So I, I, I would imagine there was a lot of kind of red tape involved with accessing these grants. Yeah. And yeah, a, 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 probably, million, a million dollar grant means you got to do a lot of fucking writing. Like, of course. Totally. And that would right there, that would put it outside the, I, I, I would imagine that puts it outside the reach of a lot of smaller clubs, smaller venues that yeah. are, held together with you know strings and we're hiring yeah i guess that's what i'm wondering grant writer yeah i guess that's what i'm wondering though is is you know i can't um i can't knock things like opera houses getting grants because at the end of the day it's you know uh 
venue for culture, like, you know, and I do believe those things have value and should be saved, but to what extent are the actual clubs, um, you know, in the UK, uh, and again, none of us are Ministry of in sound the UK, got so, yeah. okay, Ministry of Sound got some, sure, Big up. but, you know. Big ups. <laughs> Oh, yeah, later in the Twitter. later in the show we'll be reviewing the next the latest Ministry of Sound <laughs> uh summer twenty twenty compilation. Uh which is all just that terrible uh, smells like teen spirit cover. Oh, great. <laughs> what? Anyway, you didn't, anyway, you didn't hear I that know. one? Let's, let's just move let's stay past focused. it. Let's yeah. just <laughs> move past it. Um but yeah, to what extent are like the actual clubs that are, you know, important to nightlife getting these grants? Um you know, I don't know, Sean. If you saw anything in that list that sort of indicated that, I just, I, I, I did not spend a lot of time with the list. Just kind yeah. of cursory, like, yeah. I, I, there were no clubs that I know, like, recognized as like, you yeah, know, I places that I would play at when I cared about playing shows of the dance music variety. Right. I see one? the greater issue, and it seems like a lot of the criticism that I've seen aimed at both resident advisor and boiler room comes from people who are like fuck these stodgy old guard uh institutions they don't matter and they're not supporting the scene which on the one hand i get but also that seems like a very short-sighted and kind of uh in its own way self-defeating approach in what way? Because I can see that. I could. I can see that, but in the case of something like Boiler Room, which I do think is just a purely exploitative thing, and I do not think uh, gives anything back to the culture. I mean, um, I agree with that, and also I find, and the, I mean, they're exploitative in the sense that they literally don't pay the artists that they work with, and they make they, a lot of money. Sure. I mean, Sure, you know. but it is also a lot of visibility for an artist. Oh, I love getting well, paid the, in visibility. That, that's great. Yeah, I mean, that's the Boiler Room argument, right? That's the argument Boiler Room makes to all the people. Um, you know, and, and you know, this can lead to uh, conversations I think we've had on the show a little bit before and that I know that we've all had um, outside of the show, which is sort of, the question of this sort of pay artists fairly kind of mantra, whether or not that's uh, an achievable or even a realistic goal, um, whether that should be the goal. Um, you know, I mean, I think that's a separate issue. I, I do think that just sort of rewarding uh, institutions that I think are more, I don't know, more like parasites and vultures than they are really invested in sort of any sort of notions of the community. Um, so you would what? say that resident advisor is a parasite or a vulture. I think that's that's taking well, it a little too far. I, I mean, it could... I don't see any contradiction here. I, first of all, I don't see any... I don't see there, there having been a real community that is being paras like parasited upon to begin with. Uh, what are we talking about when we say community? Like, like if, you know, basically like, like institutions like RA and Boiler Room function precisely by reducing artists, members who might have been part of a music community, to a fungible, exportable, like, compact brand, um, you know, there, there was no community here to begin with. Yeah. If, if you're operating on those spheres, you're not part of a community. You're a brand. 
So right, but so R- 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 has has facilitated that process of of kind of like a you know kind of transforming artists into brand or, or contributing to an environment where artists can only function as brands. Um, yeah, contributing sure, but... to the environment. I think that's the key. That's mm-hmm. the key. That's the crux of what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see any, any, any contradiction here. I don't see any, any parasitism. This is just, this is just the world operating. Well, that's, I agree. It's... I agree with that. It's not like, again, it's not like I expected better from the Tory government of the UK. You know? Not even the Tory government, whatever. Like, it, it, yeah, even a neo, even like a neoliberal. A... I would have expected a little better from from Jeremy Corbyn, I suppose. But, uh, you know. Why? Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. Like, this, why? When, if, okay, if you want to, if you want to really dissect what the the weight of the term community really holds. Um, yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with this sort of like these branding exercises, right? If we really want to yeah. get down to the nitty gritty. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to talk about when we're talking about music, which is commoditized and, you know, created to be a product. Like you've already commodified the idea of community. Yeah. yeah. When you've commodified the, the music itself. Well, I mean, music music is, you know, kind of, always function as a commodity itself um but you know yeah the kind of like uh the hollowing out of the possibility of community is kind of a kind of a more recent thing i think um yeah but i think i think it's and, and of course that, that's also precisely when the spirit of com- community is invoked the most feverishly right when it's already been enclosed right when it's been completely decimated and yeah decimated i mean and, i see sorry I see the issue more as being more about the fact that Resident Advisor and Boiler Room are literally the only two players in this game because they're right. the only ones that have managed to survive through yeah. different means while everybody else in the music, journalism, marketing, promotion, Every, like everything in the else. whole sphere, right? <laughs> yeah. In the whole sphere of like telling people about music, that, that whole thing. That whole charade is gone. Like, yeah. it's just gone. Well, and how did they, right? I mean, RA did it through ticket sales and becoming right. a ticketing platform. Exactly. And, 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 and that is a, a very unique and interesting thing unto itself. Like, they managed sure. to monetize themselves not through not through selling ads. I mean, they do sell ads. They but do, so that's but a, yeah. It's a very minor part of their income. But they became the events platform through which this entire industry kind yeah. of thrives on. Mm-hmm. The other one, Boiler Room, basically was able to do it through uh, pure corporate sponsorship and not paying anyone. Right. right. Just <laughs> basically getting checks from corporations and doing, you know, Svedka presents uh, Gabber. You right. Know. So my question is... I played is, that one. <laughs> I know you did. Sorry. Not to, not to call you out or anything. Because it was, it was fun. I had a good time. But So my can, question is... It was great. I, I, got, I got paid an exposure... And uh, that exposure led to some uh, Dutch guys shitting on my DJing skills in YouTube comments. <laughs> I love exposure. It's... And it was sponsored by your not favorite vodka. I, so it was I, even... I used to be I used to be a, a Svedka drinker back in a back okay. in another life. Before Tito's right. existed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hey, hey, I'm 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 eight months sober now. Uh, yeah, that's Hell yeah. Alco- alcohol's a, a, a distant memory. 
Congratulations, the, dude. That's... You're on the uh, Valerian route. T presents Gabber I had, I, circuit. I now. had two cups of Ruibos. Ru- 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 oh, yeah. Ruibos. Ruibos. I don't know how to say it either. Rubik's, so Rubik's, Rhombus. Rubik's cube. Got uh, two, two, two cups of cube. Feeling good. Okay, so does that so, ha- ca- have caffeine or not? Because I've been very confused. It doesn't. I, I don't think it does. Yeah. No, That's it's, it's caffeine too, free. But... It's it's really awesome. I love Roybus. Tastes great. Yeah, I've tried to like it, but I don't. There's something about it okay. I don't love. But my point is, <laughs> if these if these institutions don't represent the community, which I think is fair, and I think that's a, you can absolutely make that argument from all, from all different angles, would a community-supported institution that does the work that RA and Boiler Room do, what would that look like? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's a great question. And I think, um, you know, we've all been, in our own ways, we've been parts of these efforts, like Little White Earbuds, that's a great example. I think that's a great example of, like, when Little White Earbuds was up and running, it had a real community DIY, like, this is just a bunch of nerds doing this because they love music. Well, now you're going back I, to the yeah. blog era, though. That was that was just a different that was a different world then. That was a different I mean, framework completely. Yeah, I mean, I agree, I agree, and and that framework is gone for all sorts of different reasons. Yeah. But I'm just saying that this that the that that kind of passionate spirit of like this is people who love music or art telling other people about music or art that they love because they're passionate about right. it. What does that model look like these days? Well, to what extent can that exist when? like it becomes part of an industry. Like I think one of the reasons why the blog era was so, you know, we all look back on it so fondly, not just because we were younger, but also because there were no stakes. Um, I don't think anyone was making money at all off of any of it. No, I mean, some um, people did make money off their blogs though. I mean, sure. I mean, and that, that, that begs the other question is how long can any project run just on passion? And the answer is not very long. Like at yeah, the end no. of the day, people need to be compensated for this kind of labor. And it's like, I don't know what. Yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, like, I, I guess I want to reflect for a second. Um, so like RA did manage to, to sustain itself by identifying the one um, kind of what, what was at that point, kind of the only um, monetizable facet of, of music, which was live performance. Mm-hmm. So, right. so with the collapse of live performance for the foreseeable future, and I mean, maybe as we know it forever, um, mm. what? Yeah, yeah, what's left? Yeah, what is left? Yeah, exactly. Um, Fucking nothing. <laughs> I, sh- I, I sure hope that grant writer that they've hired has some more fire. Uh, yeah, need it. there's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of musicians yeah. that need these grants, so. Well, didn't, didn't, yeah, it's didn't... basically just uh, Brazil where, you know, it's just like some endless hall of bureaucracy where there's just grant writers. RA is just grant writers <laughs> writing grants to sustain RA. There's no other. Infinite grant <laughs> monkeys. At a... Yeah. There's just no, there's nothing else anymore. <laughs> they don't do anything else other than sustain themselves. All right. Well, since we are at a moment of pure possibility, because everything <laughs> that we know is gone and ruined, let's use this moment to brainstorm what a possible future might look like. I think it's going to be smaller scale. It's going to be more, uh, yeah. more kind of a mutually, um, kind of mutually assistance kind of oriented, uh, yeah. mutual assistance. Like, you know, it, 
yeah, wh whatever whatever does continue in the kind of underground music world will will yeah be small, more local, and uh, hopefully have more kind of immediate engagement. And yeah, I mean the other thing is that I, I don't think anyone's going to make a money uh, like a make a living off of music anymore. Um, well, no, like you said, I mean it's it like you've said before, it's going to be basically us passing the same five dollar bill around. Yeah, well, well, yeah. That, that I mean, that that is that that is my my kind of critique of the Bandcamp model, right? Is that like I I think Bandcamp's fantastic. I've said it a million times. It's it's a, a an absolute boon to to independent musicians, uh, to musicians of uh, whatever all stripes. Um, but yeah, the the model is essentially it's you know two artists passing a five dollar bill back and forth yeah. with a dollar yeah. taken out at every extraction. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, like. There, 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 you know, I think, yeah, there's, there's a lot to explore. Um, I, I think, you know, why not just pure reciprocity? Why does, just give, right. give music, just give it. Who cares? Just make well, it, so this just kind give of it. Gets... Music is already worthless. Yeah. It's already worthless. Music, music, well, kind music of... has not had like a, 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 the recorded music has essentially not had a commodity form in like a decade. It, it, you know, the dig right. digital sales are, are were never real. The cloud is even less real. Streams like what? Like well, it's actually quite. It's actually interesting to think about how, uh, with the rise of digital music, there was basically like music, like you said, was no no longer had a sort of corporeal commodity form, and everyone uh, uh, even just tried to figure out different ways to make it, to give it some sort of form. Well, I think sort that's of. that's 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 what that's what sort of um, that's sort of the kind of uh, liberal technocratic uh, approach to kind of fixing yeah. the music industry is like, you like how how can we how can we restore music as a commodity? Um, I mean, I I well, totally had that dream the other day. I was stoned and I was like, if I could get in the same room with like an engineer and a product designer, I could come up with the new version of the cd that allows you to do cd but the on the blockchain yeah <laughs> essentially yes essentially yes no essentially <laughs> uh, cds are coming back baby but if you if there no, was I like a... cds but not cds on the blockchain <laughs> <laughs> no one wants if, that if there was a tangible object that possessed the convenience and the flexibility of the download slash streaming milieu but still had that tangibility, that would solve a lot of problems. Business cards with Bandcamp on. Sure, Band yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Well, so the thing I, my sort of thing I was thinking about, well, thing I've sort of been thinking about for the past while as this sort of talk about pay artists fairly, um, you know, how do we do these sort of technocratic fixes to make things better for artists, I... I, my um, proposal is, I don't know. I, I I think as a political project, musicians. I've seen so much of like musicians' energy and people who are involved in music funneled towards like trying to figure out these ideas of how to make uh, payment for artists fair, how to properly commodify music to to best uh, help the artist. And I think it's honestly, I would rather see that political energy diverted towards something like Medicare for all, because I don't think we're going to, I, I ultimately don't think that there is a 
sort of technocratic fix to this. Yeah. And the better fix would be to just, like you said, pure reciprocity, just give out music. You know, music no longer has a sort of, you know, commodity form. We just make music. But I think, well, yeah, I think I th the real energy would be <clears throat> like if we were to get something like Medicare for All, for example, um, you know, that actually materially helps musicians of all stripes and is an achievable goal that I think would do a lot more than any sort of technocratic like fix to the music industry. I, Med Medicare for all is a fine start, but let's uh, let's 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 not oh, stop uh, there. Let's uh... <laughs> no, absolutely, dream, absolutely dream bigger. But I would like to see, you know, I think if like RA or any of these things or any of these publications really cared, then we would stop like just doing this sort of like circle jerk about trying how to like come up with a good idea to fix Spotify paying people right. right. You're never going to. <laughs> right. I don't think it's going to ever happen. Like, but what you could do and what would actually help us and also help other people in our situation who are not musicians, people who work at restaurants, people who bartend, people who like just do whatever the thing that would actually help everyone and is achievable, I think, would be something like Medicare for All. And, you know, further on. But I, I just don't see... Well, I mean... You know, I don't want to I don't want to let the great be the enemy of the good, or what's the expression? Perfect. Per okay. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be like, oh, well, you know... Fuck all of that. We need to like move towards communism. I mean, I still like, think that's sure, not but... that's not gonna solve the issue of people's labor in the music industry being essentially worthless, except for the very very lucky few. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's it, it is going to be worthless though. So the, the but yeah, I don't know we, how we, it's we, going uh, to be worth. Yeah, yeah, we can't perhaps we can't, so. We can't restore music. We can't we can't restore music's commodity form. We can't currently restore music uh, as, as a, you know, kind of a commodifiable live experience. Musicians can't get paid right now. Um, yeah, right. This is an opening. Push, push into it. Yeah, I think, I think the only way out of this is through. You know, I, I really think that, like, going back to try and, like, construct some bizarre thing, like, no, we need to, like, Accept where we are and know that, like, so no one is going. Right. This is this like, is this is a this is a political problem and not some kind of like, uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, and yeah. I, like, yeah. I guess thinking about the eight years that I spent organizing events, I probably could count the number of times that I actually made money on like maybe one or two hands. And why did I keep doing it? Not because I was making money, but because I fucking yeah. loved it. I was like, this is I'm like doing this because I care about the music that I'm working with and the people that I am yeah. sharing this with. And to the extent that we can rally for political objectives to make your life easier so that you can do that, um, you know, to take away some of the other burdens in your life to free you up to be able to do that. Again, like I think the ultimate goal here is for anyone to be able to make music and, you know, basically have a decent quality of living and just be able to make music on top of that without having to like become a musician, you know? I mean, sure. But what's the, okay. So what's the, what's the, the solution in between now and full communism? Because we're going to well, need for, some. We've got healthcare, which is a huge thing. But yeah. then what I about, <laughs> what about like housing or yeah. any of these I other think these things? These are really, 
I think especially we're going to start by decommodifying it. everything and then we'll figure the rest <laughs> yeah, out. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah that's, um, I mean, that's a little bit what you guys sound like. Like, hey, let's let's just no, do it. I, I really don't. I really disagree. I, 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 I do think that something I mean, I, I, I'm choosing Medicare for all because I personally think it, it, it's gotten it's popular a human enough. Right. And, and yes. Yeah. But and I, I think it's politically possible. And yeah. No, education. I mean, and then and then. We can push forward, and I, but I think Medicare for All is something that is the sort of opening to allowing ourselves to, it's like a first push to push for all these other things. But I do think it's possible, and I, and I really think that, um, I think it's a hell of a lot more possible than figuring out how to divert Spotify money to, uh, sure. you know, I would agree with pay that. artists properly for their, for their, like, whatever you know the the, um, well, the uk and, the uk is now advocating uh the the, the, the retraining programs retraining right? yeah yeah and i mean to the extent that i mean to the extent that does that have to happen like i don't know but well well well, well you, under what you're proposing basically is that you know so so this is this is this is a political problem uh you know our energy should be spent you know pushing for for you know kind of you know, social welfare, redistribution, whatever, um, you know, yeah, people are going to so need to make, make money. And, in, in, know. in this model, we're, we're simply accepting the fact that 90% of music venues are going to go out of business. Like that seems to be like music venues are businesses and they need to make money to survive and to make money. They need to book high profile acts that people want to see. But in this kind of, if, we are shifting towards a community first DIY passion driven model for the music industry. Where do music venues fit into this? Where do nightclubs fit into this? Yeah, no, I th yeah, you're right. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, the bottom line is a lot of this stuff is going to close for sure. Yeah. I mean, the, I don't the know world a year from now is going to look really different. Avoid that. Unfortunately, like I think, just realistically thinking, I don't know. We, I mean, could, avoid. No we could avoid it. We could avoid it. There's certainly no political yeah. will. There's certainly no political like right thing. There, like you know, the Congress is not right. Like like there's an initiative it. called Save Our Stages, which is a bunch of venues organizing to attempt in the like. God, it's like I. It's such an. It's just fucking tragic watching it because it's like these yeah. people who have spent years and in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars keeping these sure. these venues and these businesses like just on life support because when you run a venue you're not making a whole a whole, whole ton of money it's it's still kind of like right. a passion project and just their their like feeble attempt to try and lobby the American government is so it's just fucking yeah. tragic it's like yeah I mean fucked. the 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 like the only solution is basically for the like state to step in and just float these venues until like we can go see music again right. you know and for that could be five years who knows um you know i certainly don't see i mean i don't know about you but you know we've had one stimulus check of basically nothing so i i don't I, you know that's not happening um mm -hmm. regardless of who wins this election but i do think know, that any even help is not really on the menu so I agree with that. But even if a, even if the worst case scenario happens and we do lose four out of five music venues, at some point in the future, people are going to start new music. Like the yeah, the machine will start itself back up again at some point in time. 
And at that point in time, yeah. we're back where we started, I guess. We're just back where we were a, a year and a half ago. It'll be great. Right? Well, it, yeah, but if we have Medicare for all, then we're not. Really? <laughs> what, what, well, what? no, I mean, uh, you know, for, for like the, for the, for us involved, I, my life would be a lot materially better. I mean, okay, sure. But still, like, there's also, like, there's a huge part of this conversation, which is, like, audiences. What audiences want to see? Audiences want to see artists they know that they think are cool, and the artists that they think are cool and that they know are the artists that they read about on their Spotify playlists or on the fader or on resident advisor. Like that, that, well, a, a, a lot of those acts are not going to be touring. Uh, yeah. I mean, touring may not exist again ever the way that, that it has. Um, so that's an interesting notion. And I do think, I, you know, I think I, I, again, I think like there will be more focus on local, local scenes and local musicians. But Sean, oh, yeah, I has, absolutely think that. Yeah. The, but, but, the... but, this is all predicated on audiences actually wanting to support local music, and that is a fucking tall order. I think. I think when 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 the options are to do nothing or to go okay. see, you know, I, I think I think I think out of necessity, a certain degree of that will happen. Absolutely. All right, that's an interesting idea. That's an interesting idea. When but like you know that, literally, like you know that people are just like chomping at the bit to like get back to the normal get back to like touring and producing the shows and get back to going out and all this stuff and they're gonna they're gonna want it to be normal again even though it might not necessarily be safe yeah so there's that there's like there's like the whole denial aspect of it right yeah where it doesn't matter what's actually happening um, in terms of public health and safety and the information that we get and the choices that the people are in these roles make, right? Yeah. I, don't I mean, know. I think also people will, I mean, they'll want to just go out. I don't know that like... Sure the lack of a headliner is going to... Well, yeah, I mean, like, that's a, that, that, that's a really interesting possibility then if things reach the point where literally you will people getting... You, you, you will be able to finally get people to come out to fucking support the locals <laughs> because they're so fucking desperate. So that's no, an I, interesting idea. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think Katie's right. Pe- people are going to want things to go back to normal as soon as possible. Right. And if that means just going out to see uh, DJ CZ... <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That's not what I was saying. That's not what I was suggesting at all. I, I, know, I, I, I was suggesting that everyone's gonna want to get back on the fucking Instagram DJ circuit of. Oh, like, oh you think I'm? Whole- I'm in Jap- I'm in Tokyo one night, oh, and I'm oh, in oh. Budapest one night, and oh, I'm okay. at Bergen one night. Catch me sometime yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. You right. know, even though that whole idea of travel is just fucked right now. And I hope it stays I, that way, honestly. So, you, so yeah, you're, you're, mean, you're, you're talking from the perspective of like artists wanting to get back to the the, the old normal of, of yes, touring like that. Yes, and oh, not I, just the artists. I, I don't think that's I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that. Well, well yeah. I think they'll want to, but the question is if it is even an option. Yeah. If you're an artist, because like, you know, I liked traveling. That was fun. Um, we all like traveling. 
yeah, the, the little bit that I did of it. Yeah, it's just even if that's an option for... Well, what I was saying is that, like, there might be one... There might be rules that are vague while it's still mm-hmm. unsafe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people are willing to risk things when... when well, people when are doing pe- that now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. What I'm saying, yeah. they're, like, going cross-country trips, even though everyone should be trying to stay home as much as possible they're they're looking at it as an an opportunity to go on vacation or you know work their work from home jobs and and just go to the southwest or drive all over the you know what i mean like drive all over the DJs playing global like you know touring doing shows (laughs) That's now, happening you know. too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I I too. see like in Europe, like yeah. clubs or bars are sort of open in yeah. weird ways, and I'm just like, this does not. I'm really not okay with it. <laughs> it also just like smacks of this horrible like sense of privilege too. Like, look yeah. at, look, we can do this, mm-hmm. and we're not affected. Well, I wonder by why, it. right? It's like fuck you. No, it's awful. I mean, there were like, there were. I mean, there's like you know, there were plenty of reports of like parties in like the Hamptons where like, yeah, everyone would get together and party, and they got COVID tests that were ready in under thirty minutes, and you know because, and this was when it was taking like at least two weeks to get results from a COVID test if you could even get one. Yeah, but yeah. you know, in the Hamptons, it was a very different story, um, and I think there was a. Side of the uh, industry, let's say, that represents that, um, that I think we have long been wanting to uh, completely disassociate ourselves from. Um, And, you know, I certainly have no interest in, uh, I don't know, like I see it and it's just kind of on the pay no mind list, you know, like didn't care about these people before. Um, Nina, you know. we love you, Nina. Certainly <laughs> <laughs> don't care. Certainly don't care now. Um, yeah. What are you talking about? She's a DJ that changed my life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> she absolutely just. Ugh. That Nina video is one of the most incredible things I've oh, seen. Oh, it's 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 the best document of this year. It truly is. It truly is. It truly is. Like, actually, I would say even more so than than the David Guetta video. <laughs> okay, the David Guetta video is very good. The David Guetta, yes, it is. It okay, is. Okay, so for for listeners, the Nina video we're talking about is her playing some show. I think it was it was in Italy. It was way too early. Yeah, like way. It was like this is in like June or something. Yeah, June or July. Like May or yeah. June or some shit. Yeah. Um, and wow, uh, she was playing gigs in June. Maybe maybe it was July, but yeah, it was. It was over it was, the summer. It was way. It was like yeah. It was weird. Um, and she was playing Dahul's. Uh, what is it? Welcome me, me at the to, love to, to yeah 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 yeah. Meet me, 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 me at the love parade. Yeah, or which, me, which or the sounds parade. like Venga Boys. It's a banger. Like to be clear, it. it is a banger, <laughs> but it is also the Venga Boys. Yeah. Track. The thing I found the funniest about it was how indicative it was of not just I think COVID, but like basically the video was 
her dancing and no one else. Oh, yes, that, exactly. Yeah. Right. And to what extent had techno become that? Like techno right. had become this. It was sort already of that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was already this sort of like thing where right. people were going to watch the DJ party. Right. Because <laughs> everyone you know? in the crowd has their phone up. Yes. Uh, filming Nina. And like you can see there are like multiple layers of people filming each other's phones <laughs> yeah, to get yeah, a shot beautiful. of Nina dancing. And that's, and that's at the end of the day what people love about Boiler Room because they're just sure. watching someone yeah. else party. And to the to like what extent does that I mean, I think, you know, uh, over the past decade, we this is something that I think has only really come now into like this is definitely what we're seeing. Save our uh, scene. Save our scene. (laughs) This is real community. Oh, that's a cool DJ. I want to do that, too. I think I'd be really good at that. Dead beyond belief. No, that's me. I want to be that. Yeah, I want to be that. <laughs> the scene was like non-existent. That's true. It's like if 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 that is what we're trying to save, then God save us all. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, well, that, at that's some that's, point, the, that's yeah. the thing about like the, like like people's people's rage at RA over this, and uh, you know, yeah, the, the the kind of the kind of the kind of response there is indicates that, that you know this is this is something that people you know in our right. orbit, is, including friends and colleagues of ours who are like. You know, like, 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 thinking that there's something here worth saving is just pathological. Yeah. As outside of this, like, big uh, structure of all this shit, what are we enjoying music this year? So, what? Yes. yeah, that's the thing is, I have, I have, my relationship to music has changed like 180 degrees in the past six or yeah. six. Yeah, same. Seven I agree. Huge. I, same. I have, I have, I have literally 100% stop thinking about DJing. So I have not thought about like, how can I DJ with this track in right. eight months? And instead I'm just like, Oh, Hey, remember that fucking weird folk record I bought six years ago. Let's put that on and see what that's like. Yeah. That's been very fun is listening to all the records that I bought over the years. <laughs> yeah. <that> never hit. <laughs> yeah. And now I've just been listening to them and I'm like, damn, this record's good. Totally. Or, totally. or it sucks. And, you know, I like figured yeah. it out. And that's another But thing you figured learn, it but, out. Yeah. yeah, you figured it out. You actually <laughs> listened to it. Yeah. So I am kind of enjoying the fact that I've, in a lot of ways, I've like reverted to being a teenager again with how I relate to music. That's so how, the, that's so the vibe that I'm on right now. Mm-hmm. Right. I just I mean, keep thinking same... about like the solo um whatever fucked up pop synth pop that i want to make by myself and i keep listening to all these you know like weirdo records from like the mid 80s and i'm discovering stuff that i had never heard before too Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm the same way i'm just i'm just having a blast of music and that's fucking cool. It's very cool. Yeah. I mean, I've been enjoying making music because I'm not, like, there's no... No expectations. Well, but yeah, there's no expectations. You just make whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You know? I I haven't been and making as much music as I would, would have liked to. Um, I've, I've had a few spells where I was recording a bunch and then kind of didn't follow through with it. But I've been working a ton on... On like edits and uh, that stuff has been super fun and rewarding. Uh, right. 
getting ready to play those DJs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. With all those hot edits. Yeah. Yeah, the great Italo club in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day. That's a good name for for the edit series. Great Italo <laughs> club in the sky. <laughs> but it's not really Italo. Well, yeah. still, he, he, even better then, even better. That's, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah. I'd like to well, think you know. it's a new genre. No, I'm just kidding. Ooh. It's not. <laughs> I am also having these inter intermittent moments very rarely, but like maybe once a month I'll hear like really good techno in some kind of context mm-hmm. and I'll be like, fuck, I just want to like swallow a pill and lose my shit with my <laughs> friends on like yeah. a sweaty fucking dance floor and just go fuck. Is that what you used to do, Cece? Sometimes, yes. I, I have. I have you certainly known. pills on a regular basis. I've been known to swallow a pill. You used Whoa. to like dance. I did, as a matter like, of fact. With people like this is bullshit. I don't buy. I don't buy a word yeah, of this. this is weird. I don't... There was a time. There was a time. What kind I go of pills? Out of my bubble boy suit. You know. <laughs> You're gonna need that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're gonna I mean, need that bubble boy suit. Yeah, I mean, one day we'll all get together again and like get sweaty, but I don't. I mean, because it's also just gonna beyond all these structural things. It's gonna take just people feeling comfortable. Yeah, that. right. I'm right. gonna be and in a mask as much as we shield. want to. Yeah, like right. That's not gonna I'm happen until I'm not taking this mask off. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Much as I want to, you know, it's like the other thing about like like sort of these future projections, these kind of imagined future scenarios, like after when things go back to normal, which obviously like this is all couched in like, you know, we know normal is not coming back, but uh, even beyond kind of the end of COVID, like there's so many fucking cliffs we're staring at. There's so many fucking nightmare futures that are like immediately just in front of us that like. You know, yeah, like, how, how delusional are we to ever think that we'll, we'll ever think we'll see another person again, you know? Well, well, well I mean, norm, normalcy shouldn't come back given, we, like, th- that, that too, impending as well. climate doom, you know, right. like, certainly needs to be something different. But also, given all of this, the impetus to, to get together with your friends and dance is going to be more important than ever. Fair. Yeah. Like, I mean, and that you can do without, you know, that you can do in fucking communism or capitalism or, you know. Maybe not whatever. Maybe not like a footloose sort of situation. But was that the movie or was it Dirty Dancing? I never know. Dirty Dancing. What's the one? I think you're talking about. That was the one where you couldn't dance. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that one. I guess you can't do it in that. Foot, but, foot, footloose know, has the slamming, the slamming theme song though. Footloose. Yeah, no, it's a good one. But Dirty Dancing just... soundtrack. That is. No, but a it, classic. It, we're talking about Footloose. Footloose is a banger. Well, but I meant to be talking about Dirty Dancing. <laughs> We're Whatever the one is with the town where you can't dance. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, that was cut out from that was I'm you okay, you wouldn't know because you didn't have the four hour, four and a half hour cut extended <laughs> version of of Return of the King on DVD. Right. But for those of us who did, you know that it ended in a large musical number, orcs, elves, uh, hobbits, tree 
creatures all dancing Ents. together. Big, They're called Ents, man. Yeah. Get with the Ents. program. Big song and dance number. I don't know. How does how, how, how does the orc even know what the concept of a menu is? <laughs> <laughs> Are there restaurants in the under in the in like the underworld or whatever where the orcs? Well, come there's from? like a there's a trough. You know, there's okay. There's some sort of feeding situation. So they can get slop or like slime. Yeah, and then yeah. and then sometimes you get meat, and sometimes that meat is right. back right. on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>